Hello, all. It is the Hillcrest Duo. We're back. The boys are back in town. Summer's here. That's one song by that one band that whose name is now escaping me. Um, I am Brad Risto. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. I am joined by my co-host. Metal John, and I'm on Twitter at Metal John Radio, and it is hot as F outside. Yes, it is. No wind going around at all. It is um, a very hot day. It is Saturday, June 26, 2018, the day before Father's Day, which, of course, I'm. we want to touch on really quick because we will do our little bit of banter, but we are going to do a bit of a Father's Day special episode, talk about some of our favorite dads from movies and television, maybe some of our favorite daddy dad movies, but... We are back. It's been a while. We've been on a sabbatical. Um, I feel like it's been a month. I believe it pretty much has been a month. Yeah, because last time we left off, if I remember correct, you were preparing for your your big uh, 5K at Soldier Field? Soldier Field, 10 mile. Oh, 10 mile. Okay. 10 miles. That is more than 15. Did you do all 10? Yes, I did. It nearly killed me. I was one of the slowest dumb effers out there, but I finished. Let's hear your time. How long did it take you to do 10 Uh, miles? Uh... About two hours. See, that's why they invented cars, because you can get 10 miles in about, what, eight minutes yes. in a car? And Well, you can get 10 miles <laughs> in te- at least 10 minutes if you're doing the 60, but if you're at 70, yeah, about eight minutes. Yeah. The one thing that was scary is about mile marker eight. It was another hot day. One, I started to get chills. Not a good sign. And two, my left hand started to tingle. I'm like, that's a very bad sign. I need water, and I need it now. Luckily, about half a mile down the path was another water station, and I just hydrated the hell out of myself. So how long were you sore afterwards? Like I wasn't sore at all. I mean, like I, not even the next day? You didn't no. feel like, oh. No, I was fine the next day. Because anytime I do any kind of working out, uh, well, or what, anytime I'm just on my feet for a long period of time, like going to the theme park or the zoo or something, like... Usually I'm I'm okay, but sometimes if I'm putting in like twenty thousand steps, the yeah. next day legs are a little sore. How often do you actually exercise? Exercise? Oh, like two two three times a week. Eh, that then uh, you probably should be fine, but I don't know what your exercise of choice is. Mm. Are you on the elliptical? No, I don't. I actually I do uh, like uh, kickboxing. Oh, I go to a kickboxing class okay, well, three times a week and do a little tai chi. That's, that's a good cardio, but. My um, uh, choice of exercise is running, so yeah. my body is more used to the motion that I'm doing. Yeah. See, I've always been very cautious of, like, knees because I know people with bad knees. I know people my get dad bad, has knees, bad knees. And I so that's why I've always kind of, like, taken a back seat to running or jogging. But walking, I'll walk. Well, you I'll see, walk. I'll walk fast. I'll power walk. I just don't like running because I'm afraid I'm going to mess up my knees. And I'm getting old, Brad. We're, huh, you're huh. getting old, too. Well, you see, I'm doing it for the same exact reason, but my theory is I don't want to get bow-legged like my dad and his old man, and I'm hoping if I remain active, that won't happen. My dad just had dual knee um, replacement. Ooh. All right, so let's talk about something good. Um, I do want to talk. Um, <laughs> I have been um, uh, playing. Uh, I downloaded for my um, uh, Xbox One Sniper Elite 4, just a game where you're in World War II sneaking around. It's like a year old, but... It's a really fun game because it has something called the bullet cam. You fire your bullet and you see it either go through the Nazi's head oh, or I like that. Or if you're juvenile, the stomach. And if you're really, 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 really juvenile, 
Rupture the testes. Oh. <laughs> and it shows that? Yes. It mm. shows them exploding. Oh, those poor kids. <laughs> well, they're d- the guy's dead, so. I got a funny story about that. Um, so... We were, uh, I was out with my brother, my sister-in-law, and my nephew. My nephew's like four now. He, you know, he asks a lot of questions now, and he yeah. makes comments. We were talking about, um, like, uh, like a trip or something. We we're like, oh yeah, we were at this place one time. It was what, like six or seven years ago. And my little nephew's like, was I there? And I was like, oh, you were there. But <laughs> oh no, 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 you did. <laughs> you did that. In I was, front I was of like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't finish the sentence. I was like, oh, you were there. <laughs> but <laughs> and of course, he had no idea what I was talking. What about. kind of dirty look did your brother give you? <laughs> Just they, they you. laugh. They think they, they oh. like they like jokes like that. They like oh, dirty good. jokes. Oh good. Especially dirty jokes that kind of go over the kid's head. Like oh, you were there. Oh, you were there. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's where you came into existence. In fact. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so speaking of fathers, well, again, let's uh, do a before we jump. Oh into yeah, the, before we get in, we got some. Fun. Let's just jump into the one thing that a big movie we kind of missed in the interim, and that was the release of Solo. As in, the box office returns for this movie are so low, there's probably not going to be a sequel. Yes. <laughs> uh, or what I like to think of is movie that just came out. You watched it, and two days later, you forgot about it. It was supremely okay. It yeah. did everything that it should do okay. Didn't do anything bad. It just did not exceed at any one thing. Story was good. Acting was good. It was okay. Just never never kind of had that one moment that said, yeah, this is Han Solo being a badass. And you never get to, and I suppose they were maybe thinking of, what he would be another movie because you never see him as that ruthless kind of space pirate that he is at the beginning of episode four. Yeah. He's the good guy throughout the movie. I mean, other than the fact that, yes, he does, in fact, shoot first in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess my whole thing on this movie, and I I mean, I can't believe, like, I... Since we last talked, I forgot I even watched it. I mean, I've been uh, I think I've seen four or five movies since our last podcast. That was one of them. Um, I would say it's not as bad as a lot of people say it is. Oh, no, it's um, not nearly as bad. But being somebody who I'm very familiar with the Star Wars universe, I, I do enjoy the movies. I don't I won't say I love the movies. I'm not like obsessed with the Star Wars stuff. But this movie just didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. You know, like Star Wars movies, they got that big music score, and they mm-hmm. just like they give you that feel. Even Rogue One had that feel. Yeah. But this just did not have it. I felt like I was watching just um, a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Uh, that just happened to take place in the Star Wars Star Wars universe, even though I didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Uh, there were some things I would have preferred to see because I mean, yeah, I wish, I I wish they would have added his... more to the if they would have added more to the overall story. I think it would have been better, but I feel like they they really didn't. I think that this movie and I can't they believe I'm saying this. It could have been we already knew. <laughs> I think it could have been two good movies. I wish they had one gone with the original um, uh, how Chewbacca and Han met. That I think was a better version of the story. I don't know if you know about what it was in no. the old expanded universe basically he was an imperial naval officer and one of his superiors was harassing wookies and he said no and that's how and that's how he got thrown out of the imperial navy 
Oh, okay. And the, actually, that's what I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see the beginning of his imperial career that he ma- well, really quickly makes mention to that he couldn't keep because he thought too much of him as an imperial pilot. And I think that would have been a fun one. And then him eventually leaving would have been a much better movie than him just joining the Imperial Navy, and then five minutes later, he's already gone and you see him as the smuggler. I think it would have been cool to just see him slowly leaving it. But that's me. That's yeah. what I, that's the movie I kind of wanted to see. Yeah, I, I was just, again, I was just kind of hoping maybe more tie into the overall storyline. Uh, I mean, one big criticism point that a lot of people are making is they don't feel like this Han Solo, they don't. They don't feel like they're watching a young Harrison Ford. No. Um, that's a hard thing to find, though. I, I would say that's a hard, very hard thing to find, but I think that's why this movie is sort of like the prequel to the prequel. Yeah. It's like you've got Han Solo Harrison Ford that we know of, and then this movie didn't go right up to that point. This movie is yeah. like way in the past. And there's like still a big gap between where this and that's the one I wanted to and where, see, and where he becomes Harrison Ford. That's the one I wanted to see. I wanted to see. I, I mean, or they make a mention to. A lot of people were expecting this to kind of, like, like end with you know him becoming Han Solo that we know. I would have been 100 percent happy if it ended with him going into the meeting with Greedo. <laughs> that's how I kind of wanted the movie to end, for it to be all his adventures, and if it meant doing like. Three quick move, um, thirty minutes shows basically. I would have been one hundred percent on board with that, but they went with a longer story. It's just I wish they'd done a little more with it. Yeah. But they were all, also Ron Howard was kind of in an impossible situation. He took over for a movie that was you got to clean basic, someone else's mess. <laughs> he, he took over for a movie that was basically done, reshot pretty much the entire thing. And somehow got a passable and enjoyable movie out of it. Just nothing great. That shows you how good of a director Ron Howard actually is. Yeah. He fixed a mess and made it something that was actually coherent and at least marginally enjoyable. Well, yeah. And I hope Ron Howard actually really gets a shot to do, like, I I hope he's not, like, blacklisted blacklisted from the Star Wars universe over, over the movie because it's not his fault. So. And I and I told you one thing about this when I saw the movie. Another reason why you need to try out my movie theater out in Frankfurt. Imagine, fifteen bucks gets you a reusable um, popcorn bucket that you can refill once a day up until the end of October. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Very nice. I just like I want some popcorn. Give me popcorn. And I'm a, I'm one of those people. I have popcorn every time I go to the movies. Like, I, I know. It, it, it needs to happen. I know, and, that's and I'm, I'm not like, a, and I'm not a shareable kind of guy. I'll get the bucket and I will eat the whole bucket. I know, and that's why I'm like I have to tell him about this. <laughs> but okay, anyway. we talked about solo. Let's move into our Father's Day special segment of this episode. Um, I suppose we should start off with what, some of our favorite Father's Day's movies, or yeah, at I'll, least I'll movies what, focused on fathers. I I think what we were planning on doing is talking about some of our favorite dads oh. in in tv and in movies uh favorite dads in tvs and movies um also we can touch on father's day movies i guess yes. we'll start with that one so i um if you got like a really good father's day movie like what is like the ultimate father's day movie well the mo- ultimate father's day movie to try and watch with your dad i suppose it's especially for guys i suppose it's field of dreams okay I mean, it ends with him having a catch with his dad. Yeah. 
It's sappy. Very, very touching. Yeah, that's I would I would put that one up there for sure. If you're going for the comedy, I guess it's Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, or Mr. Mom. Or Mr. Mom. I'd go Mrs. Doubtfire more. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. For I sure. mean, it's got Robin Williams at his comedic best. Yes, and you know, I have seen the Mrs. Doubtfire house. That's very It's in cool. San Francisco. I've been to it. I actually looked it up, put it in the GPS, and drove to the Mrs. Doubtfire house because I wanted to see it. Although, you know, he should have um, fought more to stay with Sally Field in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they he should have gone to up. marriage counseling. Why would you leave Sally Field when she was at that age? That's true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Lion King. That's good. I have that day. on my list right here yeah, as well. That's a great one. I have another one about a dad um, uh, doing everything he can to help protect his daughter. I've actually got two. Die Hard. Oh, that's a good one. And Air Force One. Okay. Air Force One's good. What about Taken? Taken's a good Father's yes, Day movie. Th- you know what? There are so many good ones where the got- dad is just trying to protect their children. Yeah. yeah. Actually, his daughter and I've all three of those. Yep. Um. All right. Well, let's go to your notes as I we just well, uh, we'll, list well, off movies what, we like. This. We'll start off because I think uh, I misinterpreted the assignment. Oh no, it's okay. I'm bad at homework. No, you've got you've got good. No, but uh, as far as TV or movie dads, like yes. like who would you say is probably your your ultimate? Like who would you say is like Ooh, that dad? T- okay. Is the I'm best d- dad? Well. I think we all know that the best dads are probably going back to the 80s and 90s sitcoms. I've got some more current ones. Really? I'm surprised, but uh, toss-up between Danny Tanner from Full House okay, and Tim Taylor from Home Improvement. I, I like Tim Taylor probably more than Danny Tanner. I Oh, man, Danny Tanner's a good one, too. Danny like, Tanner like, like, is the ultimate dad. So... I mean, if I'm all right, so I've got it's movie. just that he doesn't have to deal with the, the um, uh, mom side of the equation. Yeah. Hmm. The mom and wife side. He's taking now, care of three girls ostensibly on his own. Yeah, he has Joey and uh. And if you notice, obviously we're '80s kids because yes. we're talking about like when we were kids watching sitcoms. The dads on those sitcoms are dads that like we connected with. Yes. Like you're watching them and you're thinking, oh, man, that's such a cool dad. I wish he was my dad. Yes. You know, like I would say, you know, or you kind of see this. And you're like, that's how I'm going to be like that when I grow up. Um, For me, like I know you mentioned two great dads. Um, Another one I'm going to throw out there is Alan Matthews played by William Russ in Boy Meets World. Because Boy yeah. Meets World was one of my favorite oh, sitcoms should... as a kid. And Topanga that is da- Bay. And that, yeah, and that dad, <laughs> that dad was cool for, for me I think what made a lot of TV dads cool is because none of them were hard on their kids. Have you yeah. ever noticed a lot of them? A lot of these shows were written where mom was always the bad guy, dad always, oh, well, your mom said no. And, yeah. and, you know, but at, but secretly the dad just really didn't care. And usually the dads were like sometimes a little goofy and, and you know, and a little bit mm-hmm. more down to earth where I don't know why they did that with a lot of shows. They always wrote the, wrote the mom to always be like the yelling at the kids, you know. And then making fun of the dad for forgetting about, like, their anniversary and things like that. Well, that's just a slice of life because guys forget about anniversaries. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I would say uh, William Russ, who played Well, yeah, he was very good. I mean, Frank Lambert, step by step, played by Patrick Duffy. He was a good TV dad, too. No, he wasn't because he allowed a psychopath to live in a van (laughs) in front of his house. (laughs) He allowed a psychopath. Cody, right? Cody, Cody, yes. Cody. He allowed that psychopath to live in a van. But he was also married to Susan Summers. That's true. 
But he, uh, I, I want to know more about their previous marriages because Patrick Duffy had kids with somebody else. Yes. And she had kids with somebody well, else. A, I mean, and then they're all living together. It's, it's basically like a redone Brady Bunch. Well, which, yeah, I was way, about to say that. It's obviously um, it was supposed to be a modern take on the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Speaking or a which, 90s. Mr. Brady, is he a good TV dad? No. No. Nah, he was that whole he was family. A, he, was, too whole. he was so dork. He was so nerdy and like that whole family was too wholesome and too. Ugh, and they really were mean to that middle child. What's her name? Yeah. Uh, Come on, hey, Jan. You know what? I I they I, really forgot. She was about, treated dirty by that family. <laughs> yeah. What about Red Foreman? Now he was a good dad. He made he, sure um Eric um uh, grew up to be a um a not strong, a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, strong, productive member of society. Oh. All right, but but so I, I, my one of my favorite lines from that uh, series, I believe it was one of the first um uh, seasons. All the guys get arrested. He ha- Eric has to take responsibility. Wait, your dad's a red foreman? Yeah, you poor bastard. <laughs> the cop just telling him, "Oh, you—that's so bad for you." <laughs> um, but it, other, uh, we'll stick with TV dads for a little bit here, and before we get into some of the movie ones, um, Walter White. Really? He, he just tried to take care of his family, and I think he did a pretty damn good job at taking care of his family. Yes, but he broke the law. Mm-mm. So did Tony Soprano, who's also one of my favorite TV dads. You see, these are bad... Okay, Metal, these are examples of bad role models. These are people you're not supposed to be like. Please do not emulate them. Okay. I don't want to hear you say Homer Simpson's a TV dad, like a good TV dad, because he's not. How is he not a good TV dad? What did he do good for his family? They have a nice house. He has a steady job. He provides... Well, well, I'm not just saying he's smart. I'm saying he's a good dad. You don't need to be smart to be a good dad. <laughs> That's true. All right. I'm, I know plenty of dumb people that are good dads, okay? All right, all right. I, got, I got an old one for you. Uncle Phil, Fresh Prince, played by James Avery. Damn right. He was a great dad. He just took this kid and, in, and even though Will was a retro Not great. to mention, the writing on that show, if you ever go back and watch some of the old episodes of Fresh Prince... The show was funny, yes, but it also did a really good job at tugging on those heartstrings. And mm-hmm. and Uncle Phil was like the rock in that show. Will Smith was the comic relief, oh, yeah. but Uncle Phil, like that was his show. Without him, that show was garbage. Well, you needed a fo- um a strict foil for Will. Yep. To um go up against and usually get the better of, but yeah. not always. What about? All right, here's a TV dad, maybe not a good role model, but a TV dad with good intentions. Okay, go ahead. Michael Bluth. I guess, yeah. Arrested Development. Jason Bateman. You know, I completely agree. You don't always have to succeed to be a good dad. He tries to be a good dad to his son. He makes the honest effort. doesn't always work out. That's yeah. what the hallmark of a good dad. He is trying. He fails. He um, uh, learns from it. He tries again. That's exactly what you want from a dad. They're not always going to have the answers. It's a more um, honest portrayal of a father instead of some of these more, you know, Hollywood versions yeah. of fathers. And I was looking up, um, just trying to get some, uh, some, you know, some, some ideas on some of the TV dads out there that I'm like, oh, what, what are some other? I, I know there's some that I just can't think of, 
And and so I'm scroll, scrolling through some of my favorite shows and thinking like, all right, is there a TV dead? And one popped out, and I was like, oh my god, I completely forgot. Yeah. This character was a dad on yeah, yeah. the show they played. Yeah. Ron Swanson. He was a dad. Yeah. But and I he was not, actually a cool dad. Like I show would not never, want to grow up in his house. Like, well, I was gonna a, say the show never really focused on him as a father. He's a nutcase. But, but he had a really awesome moment. Remember when his stepdaughters dressed him up like a princess, and he let them. Yeah. Like he was, he was like, but he, he embraced the fatherhood when he had the chance. Can I um uh, focus on one really bad dad that we technically never really see that much of? But Randy a, Marsh. No, no, no. <laughs> Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, the, the I know. Enti- I never watched that show. The entire show is him relaying how he met his mother, and he goes over and tells his about 12- and 13-year-old children, okay, and then when I was this old, I nailed this girl, then I nailed this girl, then I nailed this girl, then I nailed this girl, and for eight seasons explaining all the girls he slept with before he met their mother. That is not a good dad. He is a bad dad and needs to be called out for it. Where would you rank the Seinfeld dads? Oh, Jerry, you got Jerry's dad. You got George's dad. Where do you put them at? Well, George's dad, you know, he invented a holiday. It's true. He invented a holiday. And Jerry's dad, you know, he was typical. He supported his son, made sure he was um, a successful politician until um, a Florida retirement home politician until Kramer screwed things up. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You you didn't like my 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 thought of Walter White played by Brian Cranston. But what about Malcolm in the Middle? Now he's another dumb dad, but he tries hard. He wants to make sure all his kids um are taken care of. He has a menial job that he hates, but he went to it every single day and made sure his family got taken care of. Was able to afford to send one son to military school. Made sure um his genius son just kept his grade up so he could go to Harvard. Yeah. Now thinking about like some of the old like sixties and seventies shows, oh, I mean, we mentioned the Brady Bunch. Horrible. I mean, what? <sighs> well, I'm trying to think. Like, None of them. They're no. all bad because they're all unrealistic and. Yeah. Well, all in the family. Yes. Uh, Archie, Archie Bunker, not a good dad. No, definitely not a good <laughs> Racist. dad. Racist. <laughs> Horrible dad. And. Once again, so angry, racist, just like all the bad things you can yes. think of in a dad. The, the joke with that one is he was a bad dad and you weren't supposed to like him. Yeah. That was the joke. And then now there are people that think, oh, he's great. <laughs> Al Bundy? Where would you what? say? Would you, you know, he's a good he's dad a, or is he's he? He's a decent enough dad. I mean, he's an embarrassing dad. Yes. I'll put him in that. I'll say he's the type of dad you don't want to. If if you were in school going Did on a field sh- trip, you would not want your dad to sign up as a chaperone. No, like, but no. as a <laughs> shoe store salesman, did you see the size of a house he was able to give his family? Yeah, and and not to mention, like, they lived in he, Chicago. Yes. It's not like they lived in, I don't know, Madison, Wisconsin or something. He like they lived that in that job. He hated it. Went to it. Every single day and provided for his family. So I'd say, yeah, and his he's family pretty... didn't really appreciate him that no, much. I'd say he was a pretty good dad, actually. Unbelievably. Yep. Let's move on to the movie dads. All right. 
Do you have a? I have nothing in front of me now, so. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. My all-time. This is TV, movie, everything combined. My all-time favorite dad. <laughs> Thomas Wayne. Lester Burnham. American Beauty. Kevin Spacey. Ah. I well, first of all, I love that movie, but I love the fact that he's like the suburban dad. Similar to like a lot of these dads we talked about. Hates his job, yep. provides for his family, and then finally one day he says, you know what? Nobody in this family appreciates me. I'm quitting my job. I'm doing everything I want to do from now on. Buys the car he wants to buy, blackmails his boss, and and just like starts smoking pot. Like just completely just says, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm I'm living my life. I'm not going to be I, a slave to this white picket fence family that doesn't appreciate anything I do anymore. And to me, it's like the ultimate like rebellious like dad. Even though some people could say, ah, it's kind of like a midlife crisis it's like a moment. midlife crisis, and also he's not really being a good dad when he's doing that. I know, but I still love him. I'm like, yes, once yes, again, the dad, not a role model. <laughs> Your role model for a dad is the dad who abdicates his but duty. He, here's the thing, though. His family doesn't appreciate him, Sometimes so he snaps. Life. He snaps out of it. He snaps out of. Why am I doing all of this stuff for people that don't appreciate it? So I'm. Screw it. I'm going to do what's best for me. I like that about Lester. I like that about uh, him. And he's a much better dad than the military dad, the next-door neighbor dad. Well, yeah, but still. he You like him for abdicating his parental duties. Ugh. And I like saying duty. And you said Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne's definitely number two on my list. <laughs> I figured. But, he died so his son could become Batman. But... but let me finish. Thomas Wayne from Batman Begins is the best Thomas Wayne because that's the one and only time we really learn uh, – we really get more of Thomas yes. Wayne in Batman Begins. And he is a good dad, and he's very, like, down to earth. And, yeah. and, and, I mean, nothing's better than that quote he says over and over again in Batman Begins where he says, Why do we fall down, Bruce? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. Love that line. And, yeah, Thomas Wayne, great dad. Because without Thomas Wayne, we don't have Batman. <laughs> um, you mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire, Daniel Hillard. Damn right. Good. He loved his kids so much, he was willing to dress and drag and break the law. Yep. And, I mean, and that's I, one of the cases where breaking the law does make you a good dad. In this one particular case. Yes. I, I agree 100%. Um, and he did it in a delightful fashion that made me laugh. Uh, what about Professor Henry Jones? I had Dr. Jones on my list. As a, good, as a, as a good dad. He supports dad. his son, kind of, sort of, and <laughs> led him to become an adventurer instead of being a bookworm. Yes. Funny story about that. Do you want to know how much older Sean Connery is than Harrison Ford? Like six years. 12, only. 12, 12. So he hit him when he was 12. Big deal. Um, oh, I got one. I got I got actually, I got I got a really good movie dad, and this is kind of like away from like the, the funny comical stuff that we talk about, but uh, Guido, Roberto Benigni in Life is Beautiful. He won the Oscar for that. I never saw that one. So quick just concept of the movie. So uh, Roberto Benigni plays a dad. Him and his son, they're in a concentration camp. Okay. The entire time they're in the concentration camp, 
he wants to <clears throat> shield his kid from the real horrors of why they're there and what's happening to people. Yeah. So he kind of makes his kid believe this is sort of like a game. He's like, oh, you know, like those people that are going over here to do – like he's got this kid believing this imaginary land. Like, wow. And 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 it's and he's always like being goofy, like like he, like they're marching his dad off to go do something, and he's like being goofy and like waving to his kid, like oh we're just going over here to play, like we'll be back later, like he's he's just kind of like shielding okay. his kid from the horror of what's really happening at camp, doing what a father and, would do, yes. And it's an awesome movie. I love the movie. And talking about being a great dad, he's probably as far as just like. There's a perfect example of, like, somebody who's like, you know what? I don't want my kid to be exposed to this horror, so I'm going to make him think it's something else and not, like, what it really is. So I, That's, I, I, I That I, is a very paternal um, uh, um, uh, thought. So but now let's I go back agree. to more goofy dads. Clark W. Griswold. Well, yeah. You know um, what? I, I, I'm going to say he's a great dad. Because, he is. Because he takes his family on vacation every year. He takes his family on vacation to California. He works a job where he's not appreciated, right? To Europe. He invites his um, annoying in-laws over for Christmas. Where where did they travel to? So they went to Wally World, which was a long road trip from From Chicago to Cali. From Chicago to Cali. They went to Europe. Europe. Um, Vegas. They went to Vegas. That's it. Vegas, yeah. That's about it. But that, those are three nice vacations. I've never been to Vegas. I've never been to Europe. Let's go to Europe, Metal. We've, we've both never been to Wally World because it doesn't exist. <laughs> I've never been to Cali. Yeah. But I've been to Florida. But, uh, yeah, Clark Griswold, good dad. Good dad. Again, I, again one of the go- one, one of those dad, dumb dads. Another one of those dads you don't want chaperoning yes. your school field trip. He's also a dumb dad. <laughs> But, uh, but you know what? Once he's, again, he's, he's smart tri- enough to keep a job. He's a try-hard dad. Yeah. Maybe it just tries too hard. Yes. And even though he has he has uh, thoughts of infidelity yeah. <laughs> in every vacation he goes on. Yeah. He has and, thoughts of you know, infidelity. Why would he? Beverly, De- Beverly D'Angelo was good looking. Very true. Um... All right. Uh, oh, I want to get. What about a superhero dad? You got a good superhero dad other than Thomas Wayne? Well, Uncle Ben. But he's not a dad. He takes care of Peter from the time he's a toddler till mm. he's a teenager. How is that not a dad? I don't know. If you are saying that um uh, the only way of father figure can be a father is by genetics you're going to get a lot of hate mail from adopted kids and i'm going to help them i'm going to send them your i'm a home address and i'm going to make sure they find you mm. so they're going to cyber bully you i like kal-el's dad <laughs> he's a good dad jonathan kent yes. or kal-el dad well, i'm sorry jonathan kent that's a good day even though he again same story he didn't really exactly him. oh so you're fine with jonathan kent but not uncle ben you are a marvel hater and it is 100 <laughs> percent apparent now but no kal for a good shame a good for shame jor-el oh jor-el sorry kal-el is clark well he has kids too eventually yes he has a son with um uh, lois lane in the comics right so now he's a good dad too well um, you know not in that one uh superman movie with brandon uh, routh hey what about Dr. Evil? 
There's a good dad. He takes care of his kid. He's trying to provide for his kid. He's trying to teach his kid the ways of the family business. Yeah, and then he abandons his kid to become a good guy, remember? Yes. <laughs> That's not a good dad again! And then he gets sick of his own kids so when he has a, a miniature version of himself clone. Yes. And that's his new kid. <laughs> oh, God. Bad but what, dad. Oh, but what about Nigel Powers? Speaking of the Austin Powers movie. Played uh, by Michael Caine. Nigel Powers. He's Austin Powers' dad. I suppose that's good. Um, he, teach him, he teaches him the way of shagging, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but kind of, you know, just is estranged with his son for most of the um, uh, movie. And then doesn't tell his son that Dr. Evil is his brother. You know, he had some secrets that um, he probably shouldn't have uh, kept to himself. What are, you got a good Disney dad? Are there any good Disney dads from oh, the... Lion King, well, Mo's well, okay. dad. Uh... Yeah. Those are the only ones I can think of. Most parents are absent in Disney movies. Oh, what about uh, Pinocchio's dad? Uh, uh, Geppetto. Geppetto. I suppose that's a good one, but... Pinocchio's not a real boy. Mm. He's a puppet. That's true. He's an inanimate object. It's all Geppetto just having um, an acid trip. <laughs> Geppetto taking acid up. But no, there have been a lot of great dads. And the, oh, like, Andy, Andy from Toy Story, he is a dad to the toys. Yeah, which is really odd because obviously <laughs> it's never mentioned in the movie he doesn't have a dad. Yes. He's the dad's either dead or divorced from the mom. We never find out which it is. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna give an honorable mention. Just a, a dad, a dad that I wish I would have met, and we never met. Yeah. The father of Jason Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> we never meet him. He's never talked about. But because he's non-existent, Jason has the bond with his mom, which forces him to kill. Okay, so he wants to meet a psycho killer's dad. He has brought up a lot of bad dads. I try and bring up the good ones. I try to meet, find the good ones. He's insane sometimes. But I think that'll be it for another episode of the Hillcrest Duo. Uh, it'll probably be a while again. We're going to do these every periodically oh, now. I want to tease. Coming soon, maybe on the next podcast, maybe two podcasts from now. We'll see. We are going to talk about... One of our favorite summer 4th of July movies. We're going to give it a full-blown, just talking about everything we love about it, things that we can pick one out. One of his favorites. Can you get one can of you my guess? favorites? Can you guess? It's going to be coming out in July. Yeah. That, that's the only hint we'll give you. If you can't figure it out, you're really dumb. We're going to we're gonna just go through that whole thing and pick it apart and talk about how awesome it is. That'll be coming up in the near future. In July. So... For Metal John, who is? At Metal John Radio. I am Brad Risto, at Brad Risto on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back coming around in July. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.